0: Okay, everybody, welcome back. We are back. The latest episode of Kente Corner. A episode
1: eight. Episode eight. Ocho. Ocho.
0: Yes, the Ocho. That is, if you couldn't tell, Casual Hoy himself, Andrew Geiger. I'm Bobby Bancroft. And it's early September, but big, big news on the Big East front, the Georgetown front. We knew who they were playing. There was no surprise. Home and away, everybody. But now we know the order, we know the times, we know the nitty-gritty. So let's talk about it. Georgetown and the rest of the Big East schedule came out today. And it's tough to start with. So I kind of want to do like a good, bad, and ugly. The good, I would say, right now looking at it, the best part for me as someone that goes to all the games, covers all the games, Georgetown usually misses a couple games. For the first part of the Big East schedule, the students are out of session and it's kind of a grim mm-hmm. scene in there. Okay. There's mm-hmm. about it. It's just grim. Got mm-hmm. a bunch of promotions. Yep. Proceeds has gone. There's yep. no missing games for spring. Students will be back. The first home game, St. John's, game three in the Big East. The students will have class that day. That's a huge positive, right, Andrew?
1: Indeed. Oh, you wanted Indeed. more? Yeah, no, you, you don't, you
0: don't.
1: <laughs> I, I I agree. Yeah. I mean, obviously student attendance has been an issue uh in the past and you know, on the site rows like, Hey students, why don't you go to the games? And they all say, Hey idiot, we have you know, we're on break or we have finals. So um no excuses for that game, the first home game against the Johnnies on Wednesday, January eighth.
0: Yeah, so I know that you're you're casual hoeing it from afar. You do a great job on Twitter during the games, particularly in these bad years. It's been one of the only things that's sort of been entertaining at times. But for me, when I'm there, obviously I'm I'm, I'm near the court. I'm not playing. I'm not feeding off the energy. But that building could just be so bad when the students aren't there. So I guess maybe right. I'm focusing more because I'm actually there. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. So that, for me, that stands out as really good. The other thing that I think is really good is Georgetown. It's a home game against Villanova on a weekend i know that i was that was my one comment before the schedule came out i'd pointed out that since the re the reconfiguration of the big east Georgetown hasn't been getting that 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 uptick in attendance that a top-ranked team like villanova is going to give you so to me that's also one of the, one of the one of the bright spots
1: yeah Andrew, I, the the, the weekend the weekend home games is is obviously big i think there are four big east Uh, weekend home games there's three games on Saturdays and then you've got the one on Sunday against Xavier so you've got Villanova as you mentioned you got Marquette at home Xavier at home those are marquee games Um, and then the the, you also have DePaul um, which who knows lately with our performance against DePaul but that's obviously you know that that should draw well and then of course the Syracuse game and the non-conferences on a Saturday so those are those are five you know, solid weekend home games. Um And then if you include, I think, four others in the non-conference schedule, that's nine of the 18, which if my math is any good, that's half uh, of the home games are on weekends. So that, that's obviously good.
0: Yeah, it's great. Definitely great. I think it's a big deal specifically to get the Wildcats to come in there because Georgetown – you know Villanova's got the same constraints they're in an NBA building there's hockey there's concerts blah 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 it always seems to work out that they're hosting Georgetown that's one of you know one of the big games even though Georgetown Mm -hmm. has been a little bit down recently that's still the marquee matchup in the conference sorry Xavier sorry you know Creighton whoever else has been doing well (laughs) that's the as evidenced by Fox putting it on or uh yeah Fox has it on yeah you know it's just it's just one of the big games. It is what it is. So I think it's great that Georgetown gets to treat their fans to a big Saturday game. Um
1: Yeah, and and you got the big um the Super Bowl Sunday game uh at St. John's, you know, in Madison Square Garden on CBS. That's another yeah. showcase game for the Hoyas. So there are plenty of opportunities for Ewing and Co to show out on national T V this year, which is which is good to see. Um, you know, I I guess it's also a sign that Georgetown is somewhat back on the national landscape when we've got so many marquee uh games in prime time, etc.
0: Yeah, no, I mean speaking of CBS, uh CBS grabbed four big East games as part of their partnership with Fox. Georgetown's in two of them, St. John's is in two of them. You know, I mean, these are the teams mm-hmm. that the the television partners want to be relevant, they want to be good. And I think Georgetown, after what they did last year, you know, there's definitely some star power there. Ewing is there. You know, they're, they're you know, the face along with Villanova, and they try to squeeze St. John's in there as well. That, that's who they want to be, the yeah. face of the conference, and the TV lineup shows that. Um, The bad part to so me, I got,
1: think... Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so getting to the, the good, bad, and the ugly, the bad part is they start out three or four on the road, which I know I just oh. talked about how great that the students aren't going to miss any games, but the problem with that is three are their first four on the road, and they're in completely unfriendly as of recently territory i e places they mm-hmm. just don't so that's well, a tough i
1: mean Prov- Providence has become a bit more friendly, I would say i think we we won at Providence last year, if I recall maybe even the year before I, I Ewing has had some odd success against Cooley. It seemed like he's had more success than j t three I'm kind of just basing that off what I recall. it may not be accurate in the least um
0: you want me so, to tell I, you,
1: you know, what's accurate?
0: Sure. So yeah, they they swept them last year. That was awesome.
1: Boom. Uh, boom.
0: Before that, they had lost five Georgetown, and obviously Ewing hasn't been there the whole time, but they had they they they'd lost five straight in Providence going yeah. back, to, you know, forever ago. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's history, and now we're moving forward and all that stuff. But you know, there's places where they have success. Like they seem, you know, Georgetown maybe schedule some extra games in Hinkle Fieldhouse. They never lose right. there. You, you know, yeah. so to open up Providence, you know, they should, they're, they're probably going to be, you know, it's going to be an even game, but Seton Hall and Villanova have been house of horrors for Georgetown this decade. Their Hoyas are one and eight at Villanova. And they've lost seven straight they're two and six. This is in since 2010, two and six at Seton Hall. So when you, when you start to, you know, map out success and what you're going to do, they really, you know, it sounds kind of, you know, Cliche, lame, or whatever you want to call it, to be that Providence game on New Year's Eve is a big deal. It kind of is. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of is is when you talk about their struggles at Seton Hall, who brings who you know brings back a good team. They might, they might you know get get a bunch of votes away from Villanova as far as preseason who's the top team in the Big East. So you kind of probably play the teams that are going to be one and two in the Big East coaches poll when that you know whenever that comes out, and those are you know two of your first four games are at those places well, so look, uh,
1: you, you 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 could very easily be looking at you know a, a one and three start in conference play right and which is and, why you have you know, to win
0: at providence you have to find a way to get to two and two and then
1: well may, maybe you i mean because because even if they start one and three you know that's, that's the toughest stretch I think of of their conference play is really at you know at the beginning of conference play. I mean, even if they start oh, one and three, course. people are going to pa- people are going to panic. I won't. They really shouldn't. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> you panic if when they're down two nothing. I mean, I think like you know I, I I'm going to say if they start one and three, that's okay, um, assuming are that you gonna they tweet sh- that? are. Sh- Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming if they're showing signs of life and those games are competitive, I think one and three would would be just fine because the rest of the the rest of the the rest of their schedule kind of shapes up nicely for a late run. Um, And, you know, the the tournament committee takes into account how you're playing kind of more at the end of the season in the beginning, that kind of thing. Um, But we'll get to the game by game in just a bit. What's what's the ugly for you?
0: The ugly is that the Villanova home game that I was so worried Mm -hmm. about being on the weekend. If you saw my tweets, Mm -hmm. all of you that follow me on Twitter, I know there's a couple of you. For as great as it is on the weekend, it's the day after. It's it's the first day of spring break. Ah, so senior day, Villanova. There could be, you know, let's hope there should be NCAA seeding on the line. You know, maybe you know, jockeying within the, within the Big East, trying to you know get a get a get a top seed in that tournament. There could be a lot on the line for that game, and the students will be in the Bahamas or oh, I guess actually that's probably not great to say that right now, but they'll be somewhere nice. I thought, you know
1: I I think that game can still sell out. I think there's enough star power there with Georgetown and Villanova that you don't need all the students there. I also think right. that a lot of right. a lot of the students could leave on Saturday night or even Sunday for the spring break plans. I, I don't know.
0: Can we, um, can we start a campaign? Well, I
1: actually, that's probably, you know, I think you tweeted a question as to when the casual extravaganza was going to be. And that that's, that's when it's going to be, it's going to be okay. that night, Saturday, Saturday night or Saturday afternoon into the night of March 7th, biggest night of the year. Um, so, you know, if the kids don't want to hang around for that, that that's their problem. But um well, I wouldn't. I think it. you have
0: it solved then. <laughs> spring break,
1: that's the official start of spring break is the casual extravaganza.
0: Absolutely. Um but so and just looking real quick, this is gonna be year seven of you know, what we call like when you know the Catholic seven broke away with adding the three other schools that have done a great job. This is the seventh mm-hmm. this will be the fifth time that the league has put Georgetown and Villanova on that last day like this is the game they like they want this game to matter like they they want the game to be a thing this is only the second time it's going to be at Georgetown but Mm -hmm. when they do their schedule Fox is like look give me Georgetown Villanova to end the year like I want that so this is the first year where I think like wow they could have done a good job on this
1: yeah I mean look I hopefully the game means something right right for us, I, I would love the situation where it's kind of a win and you're in type game because that makes it so much more fun um, at yeah. you know, at Kentucky One Arena. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it I don't know if it'll be that. We'll sell the whole biggest tournament, but um, you'd think that if Georgetown were at least that's how we expect them to be this season, that a win over Villanova in the season finale would go a long way in cementing a tournament resume.
0: Absolutely. And I just, you know, for all the talk about Georgetown struggling, you know, this is a, this is this is going to be a big year. You know, all those guys, Akinjo, LeBlanc, McClung, second year, Ewing's third year, you get this huge game on the last day of the season that hopefully is a big deal. And it, it's just it, it is nice to see the TV partners who obviously control all this stuff like that's the game that they want.
1: Yeah. Um. So I was I was kind of just going to go down the list and and give my thoughts as to kind of a win or loss game by game. Um, okay.
0: Well, you got them at one and three. So which which one of those first four are they going to win?
1: Right. So at Providence, loss. And I'm I'm being reasonable here, right? So at Providence, loss. Okay. okay. At Seton Hall, loss. 0 and two. Johnny's at home. First win of the season. One and two. First win of the Big East season. One and yeah. two. At at Villanova, loss one and three. Creighton at home, win two and three. Marquette at home, win three and three. At Xavier, loss three and four. Home to Butler, win four and four. Okay. That'd be, so a, big, that'd through, be a big win. Right. So we we've climbed back to four hundred before five hundred before February. Four and four. At Johnny Super Bowl Sunday, win. Okay, so now we're five and four.
0: They're first the hall road at, win for you.
1: Yes. Seton hall at home riding the momentum wave win six and four. Okay. okay. Now the delusion chain gets rolling. So we're six and four. <laughs> DePaul at home win seven and four. Okay. At Butler, we don't lose at Butler. Win nope. eight and four. Okay. Yeah. Providence at home win nine and four. At DePaul, I mean, we're unstoppable at this point, win 10 and four. At Marquette, loss 10 and five. Xavier at home, win 11 and five. At Creighton, I see us getting tripped up for some reason in that game. So loss, where does that get us? 11 and six. Do you have him on the table at this point? 11-6 Eleven and six is is good for what? Top four in the conference. It has to be heading into Gotta the be. final game against Villanova Bill at home. Win that. Twelve and six in the Big East probably doesn't win the conference, but you're looking at a top three or four finish. Um, and it's also important to note with our non-conference schedule this year that I think a Georgetown team that can get 20 wins probably makes the tournament with that of, uh schedule. So absolutely. Right. So all you're looking to do then is cobble together eight, you know, if, if, if that goes through to the form, then all you need is eight to nine wins in the non-conference, um, which really should happen. So I I'd I really expect us to be dancing in March. And if we're not, it's a big problem.
0: I think that to all of our loyal fans listening, and I want to say thank you because a lot of you are. I think that most people would sign up for that record and those actual wins right now. Yes. And I was keeping track as you were going along. It is really hard to disagree, although disagreeing is fun. Um, Sure. I think there's a couple that you could flip around. For whatever reason, Georgetown's really struggled to beat Butler at home. I don't know why, and the games have just been ridiculous. I think I might, I might flip and win at Providence, maybe lose at home to Butler. But I think somewhere around without before the schedule came out, I was figuring they could probably go eleven and seven. So twelve and six is right there. What I'm thinking as well. So I don't really yeah, have. Yeah, I think I th- as, as, as far as the
1: Butler game goes, at the Butler game, we just need to hope that uh, Roosevelt Jones is injured or something because that guy still kills us.
0: It is really hard to defend him. It's like so <laughs> sure, you know what I mean? It's the biggest issue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's seen
0: right. this stuff before. <laughs>
1: um okay, so that's that's the schedule. You wanted to talk about um or get some campaign rolling regarding Allen Iverson to show up at a game. What's that about?
0: Yeah, so Georgetown as we know has done a great job of embracing its past. Some might say living in the past at times, but they've done a really good job of embracing past players. Obviously it helps when Alonzo morning is at games for five straight years because his kid is on the team. The is just sort of always around. He seems to love Georgetown. He doesn't seem like he sleeps. He's always somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, Now you have the program's greatest player is coaching the team. And there's just all kinds of former players at games you know guys that graduated recently you see dsr and prior games you know um austin freeman's here and there chris wright older guys Irvin church ralph dalton michael graham you just see guys all the time everywhere Allen iverson was at the ribbon cutting ceremony for the thompson center and before yeah. i think he was at the uh, georgetown's last game at madison square garden when or under JT three when like the, it was starting to get kind of hot and I think he showed up to that game. Maybe someone can prove can you know correct my memory if it's wrong. But as someone that's been to most Georgetown games the last twenty years as either um, a fan or working the games, AI has never been there. And I, yeah. I think Patrick Ewing recently has been in charge of connecting with the past, getting old players in. Um, I know they had an Allen Iverson bobblehead. I think it's really important that this guy becomes part of the program in some way. Now, I'm not expecting him to come to all the games, come to half the games. I think to get him to one game a year would be incredible. So with the amazing power of the blog, of the lunch blog, I want to start and talk about him for at least one minute every podcast and why AI should be at the game. All that being said, this week, Georgetown, for John Thompson Jr.'s birthday, literally tweeted out a picture of Thompson hugging AI that ai is the persona of hoya cool if that's cool to say that but you know what i mean like he's that guy like all the other guys are kind of older but ai is like a is a phenomenon like he still resonates with the young kids so i'm sure they've tried and i want to help them get ai to dc get i get ai to a hoya's game
1: look i'm into it man i just i'm not sure how to do it i uh i can tell you that you know, a few years ago, we tried to reach out to him to actually come to one of the casual extravaganzas. Um, right. and, uh, yeah, I guess one of his reps got back to us and said, sure. And threw out like a dollar figure. And we were like, I mean, we can offer him a headband and then we never heard from him again. Um, so, right. I, but that was, that was a few years ago. I think he might've been he might've had some more financial issues back at the time. So I I would love the guy to come back. Obviously I don't really understand um, why he isn't present more. Um, You know, I I don't sense that there's any risk between him and anyone at the school at all. I think it's more of, he's just so kind of aloof, right? Like Georgetown, I, 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 what I imagine happening is Georgetown could actually invite him to something. He gives a commitment that he'll be there. And then, like he doesn't show up, right? <laughs> and that's he, that's that's a problem. Um, he's yeah, so he made
0: he made the ribbon cutting of the Thompson Center, so he he's, yeah, Georgetown is. And I've actually seen him at MGM. You can't really get close mm-hmm. to you know MGM over in over you know just just across the uh, the uh, river. You can't really get close to him because he has a lot of friends that are protecting him. But you know, if you follow um, him on Instagram, I don't know who's running that account. They do a good job right. of posting a lot of pictures a lot of highlights of him so he's he's fresh he's out there like you know it's not like he's just like forgotten star like he's pretty active i think he's got like seven or eight million twitter or um instagram followers um it's just something that i think you know i want to just you know obviously we're talking about longer right now but i think one of the reoccurring segments of kente corner should be okay this week uh he posted this on instagram and here's why he should be at an uh, at the next door game and hopefully it'll just become yeah, a thing. But, how,
1: but but how but how does he find out about it? I mean, I assume he's listening to this regardless. And hopefully he's of course you know stuck around to minute twenty or twenty two, whatever we're in. Um but like, you know, how do we get this to, to Iverson?
0: So we gotta we gotta come up with like a cool hashtag and mm-hmm. it'll be a big part of it. AI to DC kinda sucks because it looks like Al. Right. You know? So that <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But it's just it's just something to think about and the people listening, maybe they have some ideas as well. It's just something, you know, we, 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 we keep posting a picture of the Kente with Iverson because that's the uniform that I think is most prominent in. So it's just something that, you know, he needs to get back to a Georgetown game. And I'm sure okay, we can – Okay, so
1: here's the deal. We're playing we're playing Villanova. It's You know, the Phillies team on, on a Saturday in D.C. Last game of the season should matter. So maybe that's the goal, right? We have okay. all season – It'd to build get up. him to come to that game yeah
0: okay i That's like it That's the
1: goal I I've iverson to dc on march 7th it's happening
0: it sounds great it's it's going to be great and the huh. roof is going to blow off that building once he makes an appearance
1: looking forward to it all right so i think that does it for episode eight anything else
0: I think that does it. That, that absolutely does it. And um, I love that. We have a huge, a huge goal that we've set on, you know, the the team has a goal to make the tournament and now we have a goal. It's good.
1: Good to have goals, it especially is. ones that, you know, go unfulfilled. But anyway, um, <laughs> we will talk about that and more in episode nine coming up next week. Until then, uh, this is at casual Hoya for at Bobby Bancroft.
0: We'll talk more later. All right, man. See ya. All right, bye.